Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. At half past ten, uh, let's chat Harness Racing now and at Tabcourt Park Menangle last night. Not only did we have the Group 3 Fritz Stakes on for the Mayors, but uh, also the semis for the Breeders' Challenge Series. And Fred Hastings is online now. Freddie, good morning. G'day, Simon. Yeah, terrific night at uh, headquarters last night. I guess it kicked off with the uh, first race when we saw Alder Orlando bounce back into the winner's stool after a bit of a lengthy uh, time away. Been a great horse, super consistent, and it was able to lead all the way in a, a fast rate. Uh, the interesting runner in that race was Majestic Cruiser, who, of course, is Len Smith-Mile, and then, uh, of course, uh, heading to New Zealand for the New Zealand Trotting Cup. Got held up at the top of the lane and was beaten about four metres, closing late. It was a real, you know, flashing lights performance by Majestic Cruiser uh, back last night. But uh, Outer Orlando was too good there. We saw two heats of the four-year-old Breeders' Challenge. Better isolate, smash the clock. Uh, 149.5 beat the very fast uh, front-running pacer high voltage. Um, and then uh, in the other heat, Brados led a peg-hugging drive by Jackson Painting, got up on the inside of the favourite, cashed up. So uh, all in all, those uh, races were, were very, very uh, well uh, uh, well uh, raced in terms of the speed because the four-year-old series, it's all about speed. Um, they've got to, uh, they get to pick their barrier, draw the connections based on the order of the, uh, the fastest qualifiers. So better isolate. Um, they got to pick their barrier draw first, having broken 150, and uh, they chose barrier one. So better isolates in one. High voltage comes out of two. Of the other runners, Defiant has barrier seven. Brados Lad will follow better isolate in similar uh, vein to how he raced last night behind uh, Cashed Up and others uh, on the pegs. He'll follow the favourite through, and Artillery is going to be the third horse on the uh, back road. That's the four-year-old. Uh, Breeders Challenge. We then uh, turn our attention to, well, we're going to go a little bit out of order because I want to um, have a listen to the performance last night of Leap to Fame. It was a brilliant effort. It was in race number five on the card and it took on, uh, I guess, a horse that's going to be its sparring partner, My Ultimate Ronnie, and it was quite an exciting finish. My ultimate Ronnie the leader, Leap to Fame balances up, gives chase and they're having a great two horse war, they're clear of King Tiger and Muscle Bart, my ultimate Ronnie the leader, Leap to Fame digs in, Leap to Fame levels up on the outside, Leap to Fame and my ultimate Ronnie in a great battle, they split it, Leap to Fame a nose. Leap to Fame's one of the nose, I reckon, over my ultimate Ronnie, Muscle Bard, and I am the captain. Yeah, narrowest of wins there for Leap to Fame uh, for trying to drive a Grant Dixon over my ultimate Ronnie and Muscle Bart. That was in uh, semi-final two of the Colts and Gildings three-year-old Breeders' Challenge. Yeah, terrific performance. Uh, couldn't get uh, in early doors, had to whip around the outside and park, and uh, then had that great battle up the entire stretch uh, with my ultimate Ronnie. They got separation on the rest of the field at the 400. Uh, the margin was a, a short half-head. Um, there was 15 metres away to third, and they clocked 150 and 7. The race that preceded that was semi number one, and, uh, well, all eyes were on my ultimate Byron, who was the odds-on favourite in the race, but the well-fancied second pick was able to finish off best. 27-3 the quarter, and the leader was my ultimate Byron, now being joined by Teddy Disco on the outside, and Teddy went to the lead, it's Teddy Disco in front, on the outside, Black Onyx is running a mighty race, and have a look at Mahomes, sprouting wings right down the outside, the leader Teddy Disco, on the outside, Mahomes dives, 
Oh, he might have got up, Mahomes. This has been a miracle win if it has. It was caught wide early, had to go all the way to the tail, got to the extreme outside and has it grabbed Teddy Disco? My initial instinct is maybe it has. Black Onyx has run a cracker and they were followed further back there by... Well, the- you know what they say about your initial uh, instinct, Freddie. Uh, it's normally right and you're on the money there. Mahomes grabbed Teddy Disco right on the post. Yeah, it was one of those finishes. One, uh, you know, one was really finishing on Mahomes, and uh, gee, he's been a good horse for the connections. And I'm pleased to say, the man who has steered him in plenty of his victories and had a big night at the office last night, Jack Trainer, joins me for a chat this morning. Jack, uh, he that was that was probably right up there with Mahomes' best win because early doors, you were stuck out deep, you, you couldn't get across uh, with a bit of speed inside you, uh, and then from there, you had to go back right to the outside, and he just used all of that 350 metre straight to wear down Teddy Disco, who was very brave. Yeah, that's right. Good morning to you, Freddie. Um, that probably was Mahomes' best win, I think, and uh, he's been a horse that the whole way through, we've always said that he's going to be better following the speed and coming with one run, but draws and classes of races sort of stopped us doing that, so... It obviously wasn't plan A, B or C last night to end up that far back, but um, it was really rewarding to see him finish off and for a great bunch of owners that, um, you know, cheering him home, it was, it was a big thrill. What do they say, Jack? If plan A or plan B doesn't work, there's still 24 other letters in the alphabet. I think you were delving deep by the end of uh, that race because uh, it was just one of those races, the way it played out, where they, those inside horses just seemed to push through and just keep you there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I sort of said last night, I reckon I was getting down to saying X, Y and Z. I reckon um, <laughs> I run the, run the race through my head about 100 times that day and not once did I come up with that at all. So obviously that's part of the racing and probably after a few hundred metres, friend, to be completely honest, I sort of had given up on the thought of being a live winning hope and, and thinking more along the lines of, right, let's just qualify being the main aim and um, just when I when I seen that Teddy Disco's back was available early, I thought, well, at least he's a good horse to follow. If Byron keeps the pace hot, he might not be able to get into the race either, and, and at least I'll have a good helmet to follow. And, and no sooner than I got on his back, he whipped around to the chair, so that was that playing out the window too. So uh, full credit to the horse. He dug deep, and, um, you know, Pete Russo, credit to him too. He's had this horse spot on, and he was rewarded for it last night. Jack, that's a great insight into how a driver in a race goes into a race with a, with a little bit of a preconceived plan and then you've had to go through a gamut of different uh, uh, situations and right there you were saying, you know, you, you thought you'd, you'd follow Teddy Disco, who I thought was sensational last night and, and, and that plan went out the window so you, you had to go back to the drawing board. It's a lot of thinking in the run, isn't it, when, when certain things don't play out the way you'd like. You've got to have those other uh, you know, pieces of arsenal up your sleeve. Yeah, that's right, and and obviously um, it doesn't always work out how you want, and last night I was just lucky that the horse managed to get itself out of probably not the ideal spot, but yeah, that is sort of, you know, part of the driving is you do have to be able to think on the spot, and well, I wasn't really left with many options um, other than to do what we done last night, but yeah, that's obviously a big part of it is being able to make quick decisions like that. Jack, you've uh, you, you've driven this horse to eight victories. It's quite a, a partnership that you've built with him. Uh, Pete Russo trains, of course. The the barrier draw gods weren't very kind to you or the other Pete winner or semi winner in Leap to Fame. You are drawn out in uh, uh, you know one from the outside and uh, and two in from the outside with scratchings coming out with the emergencies. But uh, 
Jared's horses, uh, Ronnie and Byron, they've come up. They'll eventually, with the scratching of the emergency, should it not gain a start, uh, they'll come out of one and two. Quite incredible how, you know, the barrier draw just totally upends what, what could have been, uh, you know, will still be a great race, but it could have played out so much different if the you know, few heat winners or semi-winners had have drawn a little closer. Yeah, that's right. It's um, obviously definitely a big advantage if you can draw down close to the rail. Um, probably It probably turns it into an exciting race. Pretty is the fact that Leap to Fame is going to have to be massive as he was last night to be able to win. And, you know, someone like Brown Dixon now has, you know, to be a winning chance has to go forward. So it's going to be an exciting race. It definitely makes it a lot harder for Mahomes. Uh, we're probably going to have to drive him similar to how he was driven last night and just hope that some of them do a bit too much work early and that the right runs present. But uh, I know just speaking on behalf of the owners and Pete, that it's more wrapped just to have a horse in the race and to be a part of it. And, um, you know, it's a big thrill being able to drive it for a, a bunch of owners like them. One thing I'll say is the connections of Mahomes, they're rock solid. They turn up in their Mahomes uh, uh, NFL jerseys. Every time the horse races, uh, the horse has his own cheer squad, and it's just great to see, uh, you know, that passion uh, that the owners have uh, for the horse. They absolutely adore him, and not just the the owners, but the, you know, the, the children of the owners. They just love the horse, and uh, it, it just adds a little bit, doesn't it, Jack, to have that that passion around the the, the stables and uh, on the racetrack on the night of any race. Not just they're, they're there even on Tuesday afternoons when there aren't that many that get to the track. They're, they're always there. It's a great. Great sight. Yeah, it is. It's what racing's all about, pretty. And to be quite honest, just where I, from where I was on the track last night, I couldn't quite see Kitty mm. Disco to see if I had got up, but I did hear a massive roar come from the crowd. And <laughs> I remember thinking there, well, I'm sure Kitty Disco hasn't got 50 owners here cheering for him, obviously being from Queensland. So that's a good sign. So, um, yeah, it was a good sigh of relief when I heard that cheer that I thought it must be for us. So, no, it is good to see them. And, you know, they'll have a ball next Saturday. It was a good sigh of relief for the race caller too, let me tell you when the number went up, because I hate to have been wrong. Jack, the other race we're going to listen to right now uh, is uh, your mare, Bravey Kelly. In fact, you quinelled the race, the Group 3 Frith. Um, she's just going uh, up and up and up, this uh, mare. And here's how I saw the latter stages last night of the Frith. Preview Kelly playing from the front tonight. Takes them past the cages. Leads out by about six, seven metres now. He starts to up the ante, but he looks to have a lap full of horse. In second spot at the moment is Town Echo. They were followed then by Total Diva, Little Bliss and Be My Roses. Heads were turned for home. 26-8 that third quarter, and he says, ta on the turn. And she's raced away, Preview Kelly. She's ten metres in front of the stable mate, Town Echo. Be My Rose to the outside, and they were followed then by Little Bliss, Total Diva, and what's your secret? Below the 150, it's Brave You Kelly. Well clear. She's nearly 20 metres in front of Town Echo, who whacks away. Late on the inside is What's Your Secret, but a big win, Brave You Kelly. Brave You Kelly first, second Town Echo. It's a Jack Trainer Quinella. And for third, gee, it's tight. You've got What's Your Secret. And now deeper was Little Bliss and a good go for third and fourth. The total diva, be my raise. It was uh, last night, and Jack, uh, when the time went up, uh, 149.6, she's joined a very elite band of uh, race mares to break the 150, 149.6 we thought Tay-Tay and, and Tay-Tay and Bravey Kelly are going to have some great battles, uh, you know, coming up uh, the rest of this season and next season but by gee um, your mare really said basically hold my beer, look what I can do uh, we saw Tay-Tay dominate last week but Bravey Kelly, she's just top shelf and 
Town Echo, I believe that might have been her last run. Can you fill us in on that as well? Yeah, that's right, Fred. I was, I was really happy with Brady Kelly last night. I um, obviously getting beat by Tay Tay the week before half lit a fire in me that you know we need to take the take the top roll back. But um, yeah, she just over the last two weeks, I've just noticed a real change in her, even just her presence around the stables and her work. She she's thickened right up around the body and um, in the back end, and she just seems to be in a real good spot and. Her work on Wednesday suggested that she's sort of been the best that I thought she'd been. And in turn, I sort of said to the owner in New Zealand, Paul Pierce, that this week we're going to, you know, really put her to the test and, and see what we've got. And, um, yeah, she obviously lived up to that. And uh, it was really good to break the 150, obviously, for her breeding down the track. And, um, yeah, she's a serious race mare that she sort of keeps pleasantly surprising me too. So I'm looking forward to raising her over the Ladyship Mile Carnival. And uh, you're, you are right about Tanika. That was her last start. She's um, obviously owned in New Zealand, and they just made the call a few weeks ago that they are going to uh, retire her on a good note and, and take her back for breeding. So she leaves next week. And uh, although it's uh, always sad to lose nice horses out of the stable like her, um, she's done a great job for the stable, and, and she's exceeded expectations as well. And probably just, I was a little bit disappointed that she was going up until last night, but probably having the run she had last night and, and getting beat the distance, I, I think I've probably come to terms if it's probably the right move and there probably is just a little bit of a class difference between the likes of a her and a Brave View Kelly, so I can mm. completely understand the owner's decision and, um, yeah, um, hopefully she breeds a good one that we can get her hands on later down the track. I'm sure uh, as you build your team, Jack, I'm sure that's on the card. Just quickly before I move very quickly onto the uh, Phillies uh, heat or semifinals, Brave View Kelly, one pleasing aspect about her is She's not a one-trick pony. Yeah, we saw her you know, up front last night. We've seen her come from well back in the field. Just uh, a quick answer: What do you think is the best way to drive her, front or with sit? What are your What are your thoughts? Uh, I think she's definitely better following Freddie. She was good mm. last night, but in the better races, I think we'll use her for a speed. Fair enough. Now you've qualified Captain Me, who's been a you've done a terrific job with this uh, filly this season. She's made it into the uh, the finals. Steno beat her in uh, semi one. Uh, Madrid was able to beat Ideal in Dreams in semi two, and in the Barrier Draw Department for that filly's uh, uh, final, uh, you've come up with Barrier Four. Uh, so that's a nice handy spot to be. You're sitting just outside Steno, and you've got Madrid out there uh, in the cheap seat. So. Again, she's got to go into this race uh, the way she's been racing as a, as a live hope uh, to upset maybe the, the two favourites. Yeah, she, she's going really well, Fred, like you said. And um, she obviously had a really good run last last night and she just obviously wasn't able to run down Steno, who, in my opinion, is obviously one of the better three-year-old fillies probably in the country. So um, I was really happy with her. She had a good blow. She'll improve on the run. And where she's drawn, she's just going to get the, hopefully get the perfect trip where she doesn't have to do anything early. and. I'm sure if she runs into a placing or, you know, go, goes with them better fillies, I'll be wrapped. Good on you, Jack. Well, you've got a big night next uh, week because you've got some very uh, handy horsepower ca- uh, taking to the races, including in the Group 1s. We wish you well. We thank you for your time this morning. And I've got no doubt uh, you uh, will continue to build that stable and all these nice horses coming your way will see continued success. All the best. Thanks very much, Fred. There he is, Simon and Jack Trainer, and that is uh, on the pace. We've managed to whip through some of the fancies in those uh, barrier draws. Just back to that Phillies race, Madrid came up with uh, the 10. So with scratchings, uh, we'll come into eight. So she's out deep.
uh, Miss X drew the pole, and as I said, Steno three and Captain Me four. But uh, it'll be a massive night next Saturday at uh, headquarters, uh, the Len Smith Mile, uh, and of course the uh, the four Group One uh, Breeders Challenge Finals. Then there's uh, two Group Two for the four year olds. Uh, and then there's the Indigenous Plate and the Rising Stars. Massive night, and we'll recap it all next Sunday on On The Pace.